Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. I'm finally back amongst the living. My voice is back, sounding pretty again. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. feeling myself, so to speak. <laughs> so to speak. Perfect. That's yes. perfect. Happy New Year's, my friend. Happy New Year's to you. Yeah. How was? Uh, how were your holidays? Really nice. Like really, yeah, yeah lots of family time. Uh, some downtime from work, which was much needed after Q4 craziness and lots of travel, which I'm very happy is over <laughs> for now. For now. Of course, we travel again next week. <laughs> where, all did, where all did you guys go for the holidays? We went up to Maine. So Matt's family lives like way northern Maine, like border of Canada, which is quite right. a drive from Rhode Island. But um, but we make it a couple times a year and it's worth it to see everyone for sure. Nice. Yeah. How about you? Down? Down south to Mississippi to see my parents, as yeah. usual. Yeah. It was uh, it was quite the production. Mira got caught up in the snowstorm foolishness, and uh, she had had uh, flown out to um, uh, Arizona to go to Grand Canyon, and she went to Utah and then over to Vegas to fly out. And so she's flying out of Vegas, and her flight got canceled the first night in Vegas, and so she was going to get here on Christmas Day. <laughs> And Christmas Day, they flew her to Atlanta, and she got stranded in Atlanta. What? And so that sucked. So I uh, bought her a quick flight to Memphis because it was it's close. It's like you know, really short trip. And I figured at least the far less chance she'd get stranded, and that's only about an hour from my family. So okay. So she wasn't here for Christmas, but she was at my mom's house. So she got biscuits and gravy, and she was very happy. So. Ugh, well, that's a, it's a bummer how it like worked out, but I'm glad that you made the best of it. Yeah, it was weird. You know, it made me think of like all these traditions you have as families. And uh, one of our, it's not really a tradition, but we do it every year since the girls have been little. We go to see my parents at Christmas and it's me and my two girls. And so this year it was me and just Megan. Mm. And it was weird to have just one kid in the car, like really weird. And we also got caught in snow. So it was like a super long trip. And so we were both just bitching and moaning the whole way. Like just the entire way. It was 14 hours in the car because of the snow. Woof. And it was, oh, it was terrible. But, uh, but you know, she and I always have fun together and she had a big box of Cheerios and we're literally just eating dry Cheerios in the car as I'm driving just fistfuls. Like we're both a couple of (laughs) five-year-olds. Like, it was a blast. <laughs> Just chatting for 14 hours, eating dry cereal. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it's fun though. <laughs> you know, like listening to her playlist. You know, I made her do playlists the whole way. And so that's always fun, fun. to like kind of that's figure fun. out what your kid listens to. And yeah, what are the kids listening to these days? I truly don't know. Well, uh, Megan is very unique. And I get, well, I don't know how unique she is, but she's unique to me that it was all John Denver and mm. uh, it was like all this like 70s folk and pop and american pie and yeah all that know. stuff is back all that yeah. like nostalgia i wore do you know how like bell bottoms are back that's like a thing mm-hmm. i wore bell bottoms the other day that i had in my closet from the last time mm. that bell bottoms were cool nice yeah love it, love it. hello megan it. is it megan or megan Hi, megan. Megan. megan megan i'm gonna go with Hi. megan although my daughter would say uh, she spells it wrong anyway <laughs> Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining the show, Megan. Um, well, I'm glad that you had a good time. I'm sorry that it all got kind of jacked up, but like oh, at least it sort of worked out in the end. Let me tell you what we did in Mississippi, though. What? First time ever. Cat Cafe. What? 
Yes. So we're just hanging. There's nothing to do in Tupelo. It's a small town, small Mississippi town. All there is to do is eat food that's terrible for you and CrossFit. Like that is it. That sounds like my perfect vacation. Well, and there's kind of two stories in this. First of all, I wasn't even going to eat the terrible food because my mom, God bless her, sweetest woman on the planet. She's trying to support my Wadapalooza training. So she's literally making me bake chicken and rice every day and would not let me eat anything else. Everybody else is eating eating pizza. I'm eating chicken and rice, you know? So I love her, but I didn't get a biscuit the whole week I was there. What? Yes. The whole week. Well, that is a crime. Dude. I'm the first person in the history of ever to travel to the South and come back lighter. Like, wow, that is a no BS story. But anyway, I digress. We, um, we're sitting around. My sister's like, Oh, you guys should go to the cat cafe. And I'm like, Oh, what the hell's a cat cafe? Apparently this woman has this house right in kind of uptown Tupelo that she fosters cats and she has 20 at any given time hmm. and people adopt them. You know, she, I guess she's placed like 70 cats and you have to pay to get in, you know? And so we go down and pay and sure's the world, 20 cats. And they're so friendly and all different kinds. And we just spent like a couple hours just playing with cats. It was awesome. Oh, so it's not a real cafe. It's not like a, like order a cappuccino cafe. It's like a, it's like a full on like cat shelter that you can like go and like hang no, out. No, no, no. And- it's like, um, well, they have drinks, but they don't make coffees. Like you can buy like canned sodas or you can bring in drinks. Like we brought in okay. coffee. And, uh, I would view it more like a library. Like they have books that you can take and bring and little rooms to sit in. It's a nice little house. You know, there's just cats everywhere. It's crazy. It was so much fun. fun. It was so much fun. Adorable. Yeah. If you ever just want to go play with kittens and have no responsibility, take them home. It's perfect. You know, how did you not walk out with a new cat is really what I want to know. Well, I had a 12 hour drive the next day, so I'm not going to drive 12 hours with a cat. No, I feel like a cat would just chill that whole time. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I clearly Abs- know nothing of cats. I know. Well, Carrie Ann's in the comments saying Bean needs a friend. Trust me, they they had, there was actually this one little uh, orange kitten Aww. that was so cute. I wanted him so bad. I'm like, I, I thought about it briefly. I'm like, maybe Bean needs a friend, but I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not doing that. I'm not surprised. Bean would hate that. Bean would be like, fuck you. I can't believe you brought me this cat. Here's what I did bring Bean. So when we get there, you know, you pay it again and they do a tap fee. If you bring in your own drinks, you have to pay like two bucks to bring in your drinks or they'll sell you drinks. That seemed fair, you know? And she saw we had the drinks. She's like, listen, instead of the tap fee, we'll waive that if you buy a cat toy. And they have these little crocheted cat toys for two bucks. And I'm like, all right, well, that's a no brainer. I'll do that. She's like, they're full of catnip. Now, Bean has never had catnip. Oh, he hasn't? Isn't no. that like a common thing to give your kids? Well, kittens? maybe, but he's never had it. So I bought him mm-hmm. a bunch of these little toys, and he got high AF when I brought that thing <laughs> home. He, he guards that little thing like it is gold. Like he just sits there and puts his little paws over it. You don't go near his little catnip toy. Oh, man. my God. How cute. It's, I know I sound like a cat lady right now, but it was like hysterical. Like he's been going nuts over this thing all week. It's just cracking me oh my up. God. Adorable. Much. Really the winner of the entire holiday season mm-hmm. has been, obviously. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, Do you get anything good for Christmas? Do you guys do like adult gifts or anything? Um, yeah, I got a few things. I wonder if it's – oh, look. Megan made me a gift. What? You're going to love this. I'm going to show you this on the air. Uh, so Megan knows – both my girls know I covet uh, homemade presents. I love them Aww, because they I mean a lot. That. 
Like it's hundred percent. Yeah, oh, yeah. If someone makes you something, you know, it's like a couple of years ago, Megan made me this uh, Christmas tree. Out of, she took forks and she bent them and built this tree and painted it green. And it's got little balls all over it, and it's like so cute. Cool. Yeah. And I put it out every year. This year, she's like, I was trying to think of the perfect thing. So she made me a voodoo doll for all my internet haters. Oh <laughs> my God. Look at this thing. It's got little pens, uh, you know. So if someone says horrible things about me on the internet, I can just poke them. You can poke them. You can stick a needle directly in their eyeball. Right in their eyeball. Oh my God. That is really, really sweet. She's just like really tried to get, she tried to like mix like something like weird and funky and cool with something like really legitimately meaningful to you. And that is so sweet. I've used it a few times this week. Not going to lie. Use it a couple of times. Getting some, getting some haters. (laughs) No, I just, I just thought it was really funny. It's so. awesome. I'm with Great. you. I love, I love all that. Homemade gifts are the best. I just recently, like, like every, every once in a while, like maybe two times a week, they'll send home like little art projects from daycare mm-hmm. that are like, oh, Hunter like painted this with his fingerprints or here's like a hand stamp and we made it look like something. And I bought like a big art portfolio and I've been like sliding them into the pages to like save them forever yeah. and ever. Cause I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> I, I got this, I got this shirt. What do you think? Ooh. Is it makes my shoulders it, look good, right? It's Viore. Oh, it is. Do yeah. you like it? Not an ad. Hashtag not sponsored. But I like, wish do you I like... was sponsored because I'm head to toe Viore right now. I have on the sweatpants. You really like it? I was thinking about yeah. getting some from Matt. I love this thing. So if you're going to get really? him one, get him the top. Like okay. super comfy. It's, it's like a sweater, but it's not a sweater. Super Does it soft. Really feel like butter. Yeah, that's like really mm-hmm. soft fabrics are what they're known for. It's right? athletic, so it's good. You know, if you work out. And the sweatpants are great. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, they're my they're like it's like my new Lulu. Whoa. I'm so basic right now. Whoa. But are you gonna really are you gonna go back on Lulu like that? I That's mean, let's be question. honest, between becoming a cat lady and having all the Lulu lemon and the Viore now, I'm basically I'm so basic. So I basic. would I would embrace it. I love I love everything about being chuggy. I'm here for it. I know <laughs> that label was made to like hate on the millennials, but I am, I'm embracing it. I am. I'm loving it. Someone told me, no, it was interns. We were, <laughs> we were interviewing interns for work the other day and you know, they're sweet girls. They're like 19, 20 years old. And they were like going through my agency website to like, you know, give compliments because they want to get hired or whatever. And then one of them was just like, yeah, real honest. The website was very millennial (laughs) and I was like horrified, but also like, yeah, of course it is. Like we're all in our thirties and we run this agency. Of course it's millennial. Duh. And she was like, she was like, like pointing out like little jokes that we made that like no one says anymore or how we have like a GIF on it. And she was like, well, you know, you use a GIF. And I was like, do people not use GIFs anymore? And she was like, I mean, no, they don't. And I'm like scrolling back through my texts and I sent like no less than 30 gifts this week. I send gifts to everyone. I am so millennial. It's beautiful. Yep, you're old. It really is. I hey, am here's the other gift I got. I don't know if you can see this on here. Uh, look at this. Oh, got my initials cool. on it. Oh, it's like, plants. I love that. And it says JFW, but every time I look at it, it looks like an E. So I think it says Jew. Jew. I was good. I actually almost was like, was it for me? Yeah. It Did looks like a little bit. give it to you? No, uh, my partner, my uh, Jen, partner at the gym. I uh, gave them to me. She gave me a pair of these and I love them. They're great. That's so fun. What are you drinking about tonight? Uh, right now it's bourbon. 
It's lovely. Ooh, okay. So we're Ooh, having a just a bourbon. Okay, just a little nip here and there. Okay. I had a long workout today, man. I'm like, I'm sore as hell. I got a rest day tomorrow. I'm like, I'll have one, one eight ounce drink and I'll be fine. Just one, yes, just one will. half a bottle. It won't be a problem. <laughs> just an entire handle. No big deal. That's, that's, that's fine. it. Hey, that's Allie fine. Jean 88 wants to know how excited are you to be going to Waza so soon? Oh my God. I, first of all, I can't believe it's next week. It's weird. Like I got back from travel. Cause like you, I had like a very long drive and it was like, it's stressful and you're packing for more than one person. And I was like, I never want to leave again. And then I was like, Oh my way, we travel again in two weeks. But now that I'm, <laughs> I'm like a little more settled, I'm like so excited. And I've been looking at the, like the roster and the lineup of individuals and teams. I don't know about you, but I am <coughs> amped just as a fan to watch this competition. I, I'm almost as amped about Waza as I'm at um, Allie Jean's photo with this llama that she's got going on. On the, I know people listening can't see it, but the little photos, her and a llama, it's awesome. It's I'm obsessed. Cool. Is it an um, alpaca? It might be alpaca. I don't know. You got to tell us, Allie. We need to know if it's alpaca or a llama. I don't even know the difference, to be honest. Fun but... fact, we're getting an alpaca next year. Are you? Yeah, that's the, the plan at least. Yeah, we're supposed to like build a barn in the back and we want two goats and two alpacas. Oh, it's a llama, she said. That, that totally reads. Yeah. Oh, it's improved. It's a llama. Look at that. Mm -hmm. uh, so back to your story. I'm excited about the lineup. Who are you most excited to see compete? Honestly, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but I am most excited for the team division. And any, I'm most excited for team? the... Yeah, the Annie Thor's daughter, Katrin David's daughter, mm. Mal O'Brien team. I am stoked to see two former champs and a future champ. And how they work together, truly. It's an, an interesting team, particularly if they end up with a. Um, uh, you got to believe at some point there's going to be um, a worm, and gotta, Annie yeah. is like way up here, and Mal is way down here. Like I'm dying to see what that looks like. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm just. It's like interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how the dynamics go, right? Because. Katrin and Mal obviously are both like HWPO now and Katrin and Annie have been like besties since forever. And then, you know, Annie has been individual for so long, but then I feel like she's got like a fire in her belly for a team ever since last season did not go the way that she planned. Like she wants to stay and on top of the podium as a team member uh, or leader, however you want to look at it. And so it's just, it's going to be interesting. I don't, I don't know how it could go either way, right? Like if, if the programming is very team specific and that it's like you you must have really great communication and you must do things like the worm as versus like you know programming that's a little bit more like I go you go and that style like more individualized team programming then I think we'll see a difference between super teams like this one right. and uh women and men who have worked together for a long time like the Taylor Williamson, Andrea Nistler combo and they have Sydney McAlishan on their team this year, but like those two women are obviously time and time again, proven to be the best female team competitors in CrossFit. So it just is going to depend on a lot of what the programming looks like, but I'm, I'm truly most excited to see the team division, which I feel like I never say the team well, division is always a little like complicated to watch. Well, I think it's fun though, because you've got, um, so many, groups together you've never seen together like the Panchek brothers will all be together the smith brothers will so all be together fun. so fun like i mean how cool is that to see ben alec and dane all out on the floor together or or saxon yeah. spencer and and scott together you know like that's just cool um 
Yeah, I'm cool. just kind of eyeballing this. We've got uh, Gabby Magala, Laura Horvath, Jamie Simmons. Like, mm-hmm. these are just stacked, man. Like, yeah, insane. Uh, how about the Travis Mayer, Noah Olson, Chandler Smith team that we've seen on top of the podium already in the past? I think I, mean, I think they they have to be the favorites on the men's side, only because uh, all those guys are are good team members. Like, I've I've kind of always thought for a long time, and I saw. Um, Chandler say this he prefers team like he enjoys team over individual and I think if you enjoy it you're clearly better at it you know like or you you know you anything you enjoy you're going to be better at I guess yeah Uh, I agree and and from a fan standpoint like the athletes have more fun when they're on team it's not that they don't take Mm -hmm. it as seriously but it's like it's just a more fun atmosphere they're a little more relaxed there's a little less i mean you know that when you're on a team there's like weirdly more pressure on you because you like don't want to totally screw it for the team but at the same time like you're not the only individual out there responsible for getting points or getting to the finish line so you know there's a little bit of a load off there but i don't know it just feels like we're Wadapalooza is in the season. The fact that it's kind of like the last hurrah before the season kicks off. It's a little bit less serious, a little bit less riding on it. And then you add in this new format where friends are going to be like on the same team. So it's just going to be a good yeah. time. I think it's, um, I think the athletes like it because it's not as hard on their body, you know, for true. one. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, they don't get me wrong. They take it seriously. Like I was talking to Alex Smith about coming to our party and he's like, well, we'll come, but Riley will probably stay, but I got to go back and go to bed because I got a workout the next day, you know? Fair, and I'm there going, come on, dude, it's a team event. What do you care? Like, stay out late. Stay out late and party. Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I get I get still wanting to. I mean, now we're talking about, like, you know, the clout and also a little bit of money. Like, I get it. It makes total sense. But it'll be fun to watch. And to your point of kind of having it a little bit easier on their bodies, the format of like two days of competition mm-hmm. on the individual side. And then the two days, I mean, taking it down from what we're used to seeing in these longer, even week long type competitions. I mean, I don't think these athletes are going to have a hard time recovering, which is why we're seeing some do both individual and team, right. which is going to be so fun to watch. You know, you know, I'm really excited to see that. I think people have forgotten about is Emma Carey. Yeah. I love her. I think she is yeah. not only, she's just the sweetest kid. I think she's a future games champion and oh, sure. you know, she's been rehabbing and fixing her back and training hard. And like people haven't been thinking of it. You know, she doesn't post a lot of stuff social you know, on social, you know, she's not like, like, I don't, you know, there are some that like every day, if they just, if they break wind wrong, they're posting it, you know, like Emma <laughs> just doesn't do that. Like she just, she just kind of puts her head down and works, you know? Yeah. For and so sure. I'm really, really interested, interested to see, what she's been working on and how that applies. I think she's going to do great. Yeah. Sure. Let me give you, let me give you my like top tops for women. Ooh, let's go. Start. Do it. Okay. So I am putting my money, I'm putting my chips on uh, our girl, Danny, and not just because we love her so much because I do love her so much. Um, but because I think that she's uh, ready for it. She's healthy. And I think that Wadapalooza is traditionally a really good event for her, right? There's a lot of like uh, high skill gymnastics stuff. There's a lot of showy, like upside down on your hand stuff that she crushes. And there's also a lot of heavy stuff. 
but she moves well with the two-day competition and with the way that Wadapuza is typically formatted with being in the water and then being sort of like, you know, running out and picking up waste or whatever. There's not usually like a long run or long cardio event for her to get buried under. So I think that there's, there's a ton of potential for her. Um, and I would not be surprised also to see Miss Emily Rolf on the podium because she has just come back with an insane fire in her belly from the surgery that she had at games, from the blood clot, from the fact that she even you know, finished the yeah. event after having a blood clot in her arm, finished the event, couldn't feel her hand, but like went on to do like chest to bar, toes to bar. And then like the next day after surgery was back at the Alliant Energy Center being like, oh, are you sure I can't? Right. Keep working out. Um, and she podiumed in Dubai. So like, yeah, I think I think she could come back and 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 sit on top of the podium. And then I mean, there's so many women, including Emma Carey, including Emma Tall, including Paige Powers, uh, Livy Kerstetter, these young women who could really come up mm-hmm. and show show the third spot on the podium what a team can do or someone that at least came up through the team division. Um, so I think that, that that is really open to any of those younger ladies too. I feel like we've developed so many relationships with all these people. I have a hard time making predictions anymore. Mm, I feel yeah. bad about that. You know, like you exchange messages with somebody like, cause I'll just say it. Like, I don't think Danny's going to win. And I love Danny. Like if she were my own kid, you know, I just, I think like when I start comparing some of these names, I just, I think if Emma Carey brings her a game, she's got a better shot than Danny does, but I, you mm-hmm. know, but again, any given day, anybody can win. So it's like, I, I feel bad. Like you, as you develop relationships, you're like, I want you to win, but I'm not sure you're gonna, you know? I know. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. I don't know. It's just like, that's why I honestly don't love competitive CrossFit. I like the people. I don't give a mm. shit about who wins. Like, I really don't. Like, I don't care. Like, it's fun to watch. I would love to see Danny win. I'd love to see Emma win. I'd love to see Emma Tall win. Paige Powers. Like, these are all great people, you know? I uh, like both. I like the people. I don't feel bad making predictions because it's not an attack on anyone's character. It's just looking at, like, skill or data or past statistics or anything along sure. those lines. And it's it's I try to be kind of subjective, which is why... I don't have Sarah in my mind as someone who I expect to see on the podium, even though, like you said, I love her. I love her to pieces. I think she's one of the, one of the, <laughs> truly one of the best people in the sport. Um, she's just lovely and down to earth and sweet and real. I wouldn't know. Um, she's never been on the show. I'm not picking her until she comes on the show. Also true. Um, but you know, she hasn't been healthy in a while. She's had injuries that have kept her, kept her back. And, and it's really unfortunate to say, I don't know if she's going to be back or ready or, or what her training has looked like or anything up to this point. So I want to see her succeed, but I'm not sure. I just have nothing to go off of. I do. What I do love about these events is, uh, being there live and why would anyone listening or watching, I would really suggest if you haven't, gone to a live event or you've never been to Wadapalooza or a semis, you should go. And here's why. Um, I don't know Sarah Sigmund's daughter at all. I've never met her in any capacity. I know her agent and we've been begging him to get her on the show. Snorri, for the love of God, book her on the show. <laughs> but besides that, um, I was at Wadapalooza a couple of years ago and somebody got me out onto the floor at the end when they were doing interviews, you know, like asking questions of the athletes. I'm like, Oh, you're pressed. Come back. I'm like, I'm not pressed. They're like, yeah, you are. Come on, let's go. Oh, you're 
press. <laughs> yeah. And so they got me on the floor and I happened to be down there when Sarah came out and uh, fans were just like going crazy, going, can I get an autograph? And she could not have been sweeter and mm-hmm. kinder. And like literally every person that asked for something, she stopped and took a photo and like, she's holding cameras out for people. And, and, you know, and you could just see like, this is someone like when they go three, two, one, go, she gets that game face and she works her ass off. She works really hard. She seems super intense, but when someone stops her, she was just like super kind and sweet. And that's what I love about the community and, and the athletes is that you see who they are as people. Yeah. And that's why people should go, you know, so you can see that. Totally agree. And I think to her credit and to a lot of other athletes credit, because most of them are really like that and not all of them have won at that point. I mean, she had a rough year last year where she, I think she had to pull out after like a couple events, right? Cause she had that injury. So she obviously had a rough weekend. This did not turn out the way that she wanted it to. And she could have just been really upset and gone home and whatever, but she still went out there and did that. And most of the athletes do and, and really offer, offer themselves up like that. So I commend them for, for all of that. Yeah, I think I think everyone should go if they haven't. Yeah. And this year's cool because you have, um, you know, you look at like Dubai as an example. You did not have all of the top athletes in one place. And this, you know, on the men's side, you got Ricky Garrard, Koski's going to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and I know some of these people are team and some are individual, but you have all the Pancheks. Um, you know, just uh, Roman Krenikov. It's going to be mm-hmm. there. Like the chance to see these guys do this in person is so different than watching in a live stream. Like you had always raved to be a Roman and I'd always rolled my eyes at it. I know. Always. Like, cause I'd never seen him live. I'm like, all right, he's just another athlete. Like who is this shit? Like he's just lifting heavy weight and, and he runs quick. And then you see him in person and you're like, holy crap, mm-hmm. this guy is impressive. And not only is he impressive, but that same kind of aura I'm talking about where he's just grateful. Yes. You know, just completely grateful and happy and joyful and all the things I love about the community, you know. And so I so I think getting to see that and and seeing all these, you know, people, men and women under one roof or, you know, in, in one event, you just you're not gonna get that very often, you know. I have Roman at the top of the podium. I yeah, I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I think I do. I think like some combo of Roman, Belner, Gerard, I really think makes a lot of sense. But well, at the same time, like there's, there's a couple of athletes who have historically done well at Waza and also who I just feel like are kind of due. They're due for a podium. Fikowski is due for a podium. Yona's due for a podium. Well, Dallin Pepper. Come on. You know Pat what I mean? owns like, Miami though. I know, I know, but right? I just feel like I feel like the games this past year gave Roman some confidence that he was lacking as far as playing with the big dogs. Like he didn't he was never like not a confident athlete and he had done really well historically around the world in Dubai and areas like that, but I don't know, walking out into the competition for finally at the games for the first time after so many years of qualifying and not being able to go and just crushing, I think, I think is going to make it so that he truly believes he belongs and can start taking the leadership role from some other people. See, my, I kind of say this about every event until you lose, until somebody takes your title, it's yours to keep. And that, okay, I think Vellner's the man. I'm, I'm literally sitting here about to send him a message asking what sunblock I should wear in Miami because 
Because he should know if any if anyone should know it's the ginge, right? Um, I can tell you. I can tell you what I'm packing for Matt. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you need blue lizard. I told somebody today I was going to go get some of that zinc oxide and just put it all over my body. That's basically I... what blue lizard is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we were joking about it at the gym. Someone's like, "Are you ready for the gauntlet?" And I'm like, "I'm not ready for 80 degree sunshine. Look at me, like." In this lighting, I look moderately tan, but if I were in real lighting that wasn't this yellow light that I've fabricated here, I would <laughs> I would look pasty AF. And I'm like, I'm like, I might combust. Well, so yeah, I need to I, so I said, I'm like, I should I should message Vellner and ask him what he uses because that dude is a ginch. Like he's got it going on. Like and he's been Yo. down there winning every year. He just came back from Belize for God's sakes. Like dang. Yeah. He loves the islands. You, uh, you going to like work out in a rash guard or I might, <laughs> you might need to, <laughs> I might, I, I, should get one, I should get one of those hats that has like the, the neck thing. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like fly fish. Yeah. Like my, my baby wears those. You should yeah, yeah. probably wear those. Too. I should totally get a hat with a cape. That would be the best. Yes. hundred percent. I think that we could start a new trend, a new fashion trend. Imagine the photos that would come out of that. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no, a hat with a cape and just nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. Well, anyway, I'm excited. I'm ex- I'm excited about our party. <gasps> can we talk about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can talk about it. <laughs> it's at uh, Downtown Strength and Fitness, uh, Downtown Strength and Conditioning, which is in downtown Miami. It's just like a couple blocks from the venue. It's going to be Saturday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Just show up at this point. Everyone is RSVP'd. Technically, it's sold out. We will get you in. We'll find Just a way. I was come. talking to Jessica, who owns the place. And I said to her, "I'm like, hey, are we in? Are we going to be in danger with a with a fire marshal?" She's like, "Well, he's already RSVP'd and he's a member here, so I think we're good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think we're set. But we're gonna have a uh, we'll have a DJ. Uh, Tupood will be there. Uh, O2 is going to be there." Uh, and, uh, I think Noco may be there and we'll have all the liquor to fill those drinks with. Epic. Uh, and we've, I was, she was shooting me messages today of all the, uh, basic B drinks. We're going to have high noon and white claw and all that stuff. Yes. And, yes. As well yes. As yes. and we'll have Miami themed merch from two food for our Fine. podcast. Yes. And, uh, there's going to be some athletes there, maybe some friends of the show unnamed. We're not going to say who, but there will be question a few. Mark, question mark, question mark. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. And now we need to find someone to babysit my kid so that my husband can come. <laughs> I know. Bring him. Just bring the baby. The baby's famous. Come on. Um, be great. He, that is absolutely baby bedtime. Oh, true. <laughs> I know. I need to find some, I need to find some one to babysit at least for like the after party, because I felt really bad this year in Madison that we did not go to the after party and Matt like has never had that experience because we have a one-year-old. Um, so I'm going to get creative and be like, someone want to just like sit in my hotel room with a sleeping baby. It'll be fine. I'll be well, back in a few hours. I'm excited for a number of reasons. Number one, just to see so many people under one roof. Um, oh. We're going to have actual photographers there. So this will be the first time you and I have real photos together. I will believe it ever. when I see it. I am. I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> I was already, I messaged one of the photographers myself, but there's going to be at least three there uh, that I know of. So we'll get some real photos. And like I said, we'll have some friends that have been on the show before be there and getting photos with them. I'm like, you know, I wish don't get to see these people in person very often. So I'm just like, I'm so excited. It feels like Christmas. It really does. Like 
truly seeing people who we love, who we only have a chance to see one or two times a year, who we talk to online all the time. Like it's going to be really lovely. And, and honestly, like meeting listeners of the show in person is always the highlight of my games experience every year, because I just forget, like, I truly forget that people listen to this who aren't our moms. And then they'll be like, Oh, Hey, like I listened to this episode and I want to talk to you about this thing. And it's so awesome. And it's like my absolute favorite part of what we do. Like I even sometimes like that more than the broadcast stuff, honestly. Well, I just so out. <laughs> if, if you're someone that shows up to this thing and you have DM me before, I'm just going to tell you right up front, don't refer to yourself in your actual name. Just tell me what your screen name is on Instagram. And I will likely remember that's my superpower. <laughs> like I'm not good at remembering actual names. I mean, here's how bad it is, Nikki. When I go to text you on just my phone, like not a DM, mm-hmm. a text, I usually start typing in reporter Nicole. Stop it. Really? I, yeah. Cause like my brain, I'm on Instagram so often. And that's where people normally message me that I'm used to messaging their screen name, not their actual name, you know? Right, right, right. And it's just like ingrained that way, you know? Well. So if anyone that meets me, come to me as your screen name and I'll, I should know who you are. That's wild. I know it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's so dumb. Yeah. It's I'm so dumb. So excited! This is going to be so much fun. And I'm also, sh- like, I have I have a lot of like Miami to make up for because this time last year I had to cancel last minute going and working at the yeah. event, being on the broadcast because COVID was so bad and um, Omicron was being really like scary when it came to babies. Do you remember this? It was like oh, yeah. three days before we were supposed to leave, and I called my I called my yeah. pediatrician asking about sunscreen. <laughs> Because the baby was only five months old and you're like not supposed to put sunscreen on kids until they're right. six months old. But I was like, remember how we're going to Miami and like you cleared it and whatever. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, you can't go. You're like, you're not bringing a baby on a plane. And I was like, uh, what? Uh, the times awful. are changing, awful, Nikki. Awful. I know, I know. Thank God. I'm now so they're, happy. Now they're like, you could cough right in his face. We don't care. You're fine. Exactly. NBD. Fine. Oh my gosh. But Matt and I got our COVID boosters yesterday and I felt like dog shit uh, all day today i am not day. i am not getting mine i swear it's to god tough. i'm not doing it it's i'm fine. done we were late we were late to the game um and for weeks we had been like we just gotta go we just gotta go but then holidays and everything was crazy and finally i was like we're about to get on a plane again like we should go before we go to miami so I, i've gotten are. sick twice on two trips this year and and uh, i'm done with boosters i tell you what i am taking though a shit ton of vitamin c uh-huh, like vitamin c vitamin Smart. d i have so much citrus in my fridge right now nikki i i look like i live in an island like it's all pineapple and oranges mm-hmm. and i'm living on that stuff and i'm just building my natural immunity man that's i'm like we don't you know we don't need to rile up a big covid debate here but man I'm just like, after that last illness, I'm like, "Mm -mm." nobody could tell me what it was. So you're not shooting me up with something until you can tell me what I had. (laughs) Like, well, if it wasn't COVID, then maybe your vaccines have been working. Well, maybe, you know, they tested me for everything. It was literally all negative. They're like, it's just a mystery virus. I'm like, all right. Well, yeah, we have those too. The humankind has those too. I'm just trying to avoid the ones that we know about. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you for that. Well, I'm just excited. We're all going to be together. Same. I can't wait. Let me give a huge shout out to Jessica at Downtown Strength, who has yes. put this party on for us, Nikki. Like she, she quite literally said to me, she's like, "I hope Waza's not bad." I, Matt, I think this party's going to be better than the after party. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, maybe Waza needs a midweek party and an after party. They didn't even know they needed it, but now they get it. Now they get it. Thanks now to Jessica. 
Yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'm so excited. Great. Uh, hey, we were going to talk about New Year resolutions. Didn't you want yeah, to talk about that? I do. I really want to talk about like New Year's resolutions and how I'm kind of feeling like resolutions are being attacked. Ooh, oh, yeah. School me. Well, I guess the vibe that the vibe that I've been feeling lately in like online on social media with the people I follow and the podcasts I listen to and whatever is kind of a focus on you don't need this new year new you mentality which that I agree with but like you don't necessarily need to set a resolution at the beginning of the year you should kind of have all goals year round, or maybe you don't even need goals anymore because like you're great the way that you are and like all this stuff. It's almost like, it's almost like taboo to say that you have a new year's resolution. Like that's kind of the way I've been feeling lately. Yeah, I get that. And I just feel like for me, I still really like the idea of a new year's resolution, or I like the idea of January 1st being a time to reflect and reset. And I, I don't know. I just, I find it really interesting that we, we always like go from one side of the scale to the other. The pendulum swings big, you know, for so long, it was like Jan one, do all these things, set all these goals, do all this, whatever. And now I feel like the vibe is very much like, don't ever set a goal because you don't want to hold yourself to anything or you don't want to go crazy trying to achieve it and put everything else in the back burner. And I'm just like, I personally, I'm not ashamed to say that this is a great time for me to think about myself. And I haven't for a while, like I've said this a million times in the show, like Q4 is always really busy for me. And I do not have any time to focus on myself, on the things that I want to do, on the goals that I want to achieve. And even just on like, I don't know, eating three meals a day. Like it's just, my life is too busy around the holidays and it just is what it is. So I really like this time to set a goal and to figure out what I want for myself in life, in this year, in the next five, 10 years, whatever. And I'm not holding myself to any sort of weird, unrealistic standard, but it's still okay to say that I want, I want specific things and I want to set goalposts and mile markers to achieve them. And I'm also not, I'm also not ashamed to say that, that one of my goals is like an aesthetic one. I do think that diet culture sucks. And I think that it's really hard to be a woman in society. And we talk about like women and their bodies all the time, but I think there's a balance between all of that kind of icky stuff. And also saying like, Hey, I've just kind of been like neglecting my nutrition for a few months as I should because holiday cookies and cocktails are the best, but like, I'm not ashamed to be like, I want to focus on my nutrition for performance and for looks and for how I feel. And I do. And so, I don't know, I'm just kind of in this weird place where I have a bunch of things that I want to do as I focus on myself again and reset and shift my mindset from being really busy and being really worried about work and about my family and about taking care of everything for everyone else around the holidays to shifting to myself and being like, I got some goals and I want some things to happen. I want to achieve some stuff and just not being like berated for... I don't know. Being in the goal culture. I like the, the goal culture, I guess. The, the people that are berating it, are these podcasts you're listening to or just talking heads you're hearing on Instagram, TikTok, wherever? Both. Both actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, I, I find personally, like I get annoyed at social media because there's such an abundance of people that are like, 
three tips to have a better back squat, three tips to fix your nutrition, the three things you need to do to make Tex-Mex. Like it's like, it's just all stupid, you know? (laughs) Number one, salsa. Five ways to trick your man into Tex-Mex. That's exactly what it's like. (laughs) You know what? You know I'm right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Yeah. I'm completely right. Uh, And those people I just drown out because they're just BS. Like they're just scam artists. Like they don't, there's no real content there. You're just like, you're going to be five tips, like with no real context. You're just going to throw something in my face and tell me I got to do this, you know? So yeah, I don't know. But if it's, if it's podcast or shows or people you trust and normally listen to, then I would say maybe challenge yourself to, you know, think of if I, you trust this person and they're telling you something that you don't agree with, ask yourself why. And if you're still in the camp of why well, I like doing it, then do it. Yeah. I think that it's, I just think that there's, like I said, that there's been like too much of a shift or or too much of a focus on the opposite direction where I think that like hustle culture has shown us that we're putting aside our, I don't know, like personal benefit to get to these goals. And I don't, I don't agree with that, but I do think that there's a, there's an in-between Yeah, and I live, I live in that in-between and I'm like, actually really excited to like get a handle on my nutrition to like focus on myself a little bit and do some like solo me things this year because I haven't really had a chance to do that in 17 months and you know what my big goal is this year what's my big goal is sharing the mental load in my relationship like like sharing I I don't know how to best describe this but oh, like describes it pretty good do you think like yeah, it's, yeah, and it's, it's almost a, a little bit of a traditional gender role right where like matt will like take out all the garbage and he does most of the stuff around the house like laundry and dishes and stuff like that but like i carry the mental load in the like planning all of our things mm-hmm. thinking ahead like booking the thing or buying the gift for the person by the time we get there for the party and like sharing the mental load in order to make space in my mind for my own self-care is going to be like a big part of moving forward because now that we have a kid and if we have more kids in the future, like this is more people to think ahead for. Right. And I just need to start with little things like, Hey, can you like book this so I can do that? And of course he's down. He's totally down. Well, if you want advice from the divorced guy, bring it on. Uh, yeah. Relationship advice from John. You go three things you shouldn't do. That's what we should, we should make <laughs> three that things the, to avoid divorce and Tex-Mex. Three, three things you should avoid. Number one is relationship advice from John Woolley. Um, <laughs> no, I like the only thing I would tell you, I think that's a great, uh, a great thing to aspire toward to say, yeah. all right, I want to share the mental load. I would tell you, you guys should sit down and say, what do you want to keep and what do you want to lose? Cause some guys Ooh. like, traditional some traditional gender roles like as an example i like to mow the yard yeah and and for the record there i'm going to make some assumptions for females because i know plenty of females there are some that don't like things that are traditional male gender roles like mowing Mm -hmm. the yard or taking out the trash like some of that you know you may want to keep so i think those are things you you know you should talk about and say hey what do you want to keep what do you want to lose what do you not care about like you know don't just assume that Matt likes to take out the garbage. Oh my God. Can I tell you side story about why I no longer ever have to take out the garbage? I'd love to hear this. Yes. 
Okay, you know how I'm, like, really afraid of bugs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so one time, this was years ago in the old house, I went to go take the trash out, and I, like, grabbed the handle, and I, like, stuck my hand under the handle, and I felt something weird, and I had squished a bug under one of my long-ass fancy nails. Nice. And I, like, slowly pulled my hand out from under the thing, and I, like, looked, and there were just, like, little legs sticking oh. out from one of my nails, and I screamed and i shook my hand so hard that i lost feeling in my fingertips <laughs> and from it. that point on matt said i never had to take the garbage out ever again no more taking the trash out <laughs> oh my god no but you're you're a hundred percent right and i think that i actually i don't want to give up the majority of it because of the two of us i am the planner and i like that i like being type a i like having control i like whatever um but i make the mistake of not asking for help and then getting way overwhelmed you know and that's on me yeah. that's not like matt forcing me to do everything that's me being like oh my god i had a i had a million things to plan and i never asked for help and now i'm behind so sharing the mental load for me just means like literally asking for help and maybe even um maybe even having a conversation about the things that I am doing. Cause there's maybe stuff I'm planning or stuff that's taking up my brain space that he doesn't even know about. Cause I've never said it out loud. So just being more communicative about that in general. Cause I feel like if I have less to think about and less that's bogging down my brain, then I'll be able to make space for some more stuff that really makes me happy. That's good. Those are, yeah. those are good goals. I have um, no goals for I was going to say none. <laughs> Zero. No, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say I have none. Ben and I talked about this a little on the show last night, but um, I plan to stay sexy. I think that's a good goal to have. Absolutely. Um, what does that know, mean what, to you? What, is, what, is, <laughs> what does sexy mean to John oh, Yeah, I actually don't know for me. Um, <laughs> you know, one thing I, I've been thinking about recently since I started this whole Wadapalooza training uh, back in August is how much progress I've made in the four months. Like what would happen if I just continued my consistency for a year? Mm. And which isn't a goal. It's just like, I'm already living this way. Why, why do I have to stop? Why is there always some sort of, all right, I have this three month goal. We'll be really fit for this competition or for beach season, or, you know, I've got a wedding I got to go to or whatever. Why don't you just live this way all the time? You know, what, what would you see in a year? The analogy I gave to Ben is like, if I gave you one of these guitars and said, all right, Nikki, take this guitar home. And two weeks from now, I want you to be able to play this song and I'm going to show you how to play it. You're not going to be very good. But if I gave it to you and said, all right, 10 years from now, we're going to circle back to this and you're going to practice every day for 10 years. How good would you be? Mm. You'd be freaking phenomenal. Right. So that's the question is like, if I can change my body comp or my weight or strength or whatever I've done in the last four months, what would it be like five years from now? Mm-hmm. If I could just stay on that track and just make this, it's just lifestyle, you know, and, and be comfortable with that being my lifestyle. And so for me, like, that's all I'm thinking about for 2023 is like, you know, can I, you know, dedicate myself to just kind of staying in this routine, which I'm very happy in. You know, and not reverting back to, hey, DoorDash looks good tonight, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I think if you're happy in your routine, then the answer is yes. It can absolutely be a lifestyle for you. I think where people get caught up is they put an end date on it, like this comp or like the end of the summer or whatever, because people oftentimes dive into 
lifestyles like that or changes in nutrition like that that are so extreme that they cannot be maintained. But you seem to have found your stride in something that you are comfortable with and happy with. And I think having a goal, like, for example, like having Mataplooza two weeks away and not eating a single biscuit when you were home, like that's the marker of a very distinct goal. But if this was your lifestyle and you were kind of just like this 24 seven and you didn't necessarily have a linchpin moment that you needed to be a certain way for, then you probably could stand to be a tiny bit more lax, but still very happy in your routine. Oh yeah, yeah. I would have definitely. And I had say the hell yeah. Well, yeah, you would have had a biscuit. But I yeah. say hell yeah, John. Like if if you're happy and comfortable, and you found a routine that works for you, and you didn't dive into it being like, oh my god, I'm only eating one grain of rice for the next seven weeks. I can't right. like sustain this. Like, and and then you binge after, which we also know is not the right way at it. Then I say hell yeah. See what see yeah. what a year brings you. And then, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, like, I'm just, I felt like kind of in the end of last year, I've been trying to be more cognizant of the content I'm taking in, you know, um, what I'm looking at, what I'm listening to. And I'm trying to find more things that challenge me to think differently, like not just sticking within, you know, the people I like, but like finding stuff and going, all right, well, what's this guy, you know, whoever it may be, I may or may not like them, but what are they really saying? And, and what are my thoughts and opinions on it? You know, like, you know, just trying to challenge my own personal growth that way and just continuing to do that, I think it's important. I think it will help me as an affiliate owner, you know, because it's obviously a very diverse group of people that, you know, you're trying to lead and manage. And I think it'll help me at my job where I'm managing, obviously, a very diverse team. And, and then, you know, obviously these two podcasts and a bazillion memes, you know, so... <laughs> All not to names. mention, not to mention, trying to raise two daughters somewhere along the way. So. Oh my god, we don't have time for any of this. I suddenly feel like there's too much stuff happening in 2023. <laughs> I don't know. Um, That's the thing. Like, I don't feel like it's all too much. Like, I I like the volume of it. I enjoy, you know, kind of all of this and and getting to help people and raise my daughters and you know. But it, it is a lot. I just have to be better organized. You know. Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any business goals like for the affiliate now that you're in this new role? Um, oh yeah, of course. It's funny there, you know, there's the dreamer in me, the creator that wants to do everything. And then Mm -hmm. there's the banker in me that's meeting with my partners yesterday going, we can't buy equipment right now because we're heading into a recession and we need to stop cash. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yep. Put all any excess cash goes into a savings account at least until June, until we can figure out what this recession is going to look like, you know? Mm. Um, But yeah, I, you know, I, um, probably the best way I can describe it. I want to create and help build a fun place for people to get away from their problems. You know, I want to help cure chronic disease and help people live longer and have healthier, happier lives and smile more and laugh more and enjoy what they're doing. And, and look forward to going to that place, not dread going in to get on the assault bike, although that's going to happen some. Mm. Yeah, I to feel good about what it is and feel good about community. So I, you know, I anticipate us doing more community events. We're going to do more charitable giving. Um, we're going to invest heavily into our adaptive community, into the young people. I think those are the things that are really important. Um, and then obviously invest into the quality of the actual classes. Like those are the 
you know, probably the main benchmarks. If Jen, I don't know if Jen's watching, but she probably will at some point. So if I'm saying something wrong, she can chime in here. But um, I think those are the big things for us. Like if we can do that and, you know, provide a great experience for people, why would they ever leave? You know, and, yeah. and truthfully, it's giving me a family. Like, I mean, I have my family, right? But it is giving me a community to be a part of and to spend time with and get to know and, and invest in them. And that means a lot to me. Love that. And it's been a while since you've had that because you were kind of like gym to gym and then home for a lot of the pandemic and gyms closed. And I know you've been really trying to find that home. It's a cool community. I mean, right now, all I'm doing like this week, I'm literally just sitting, sitting in on classes and just working out next to gym members. Like I, you know, I was there yesterday, today, uh, just side by side with doing every, the same workout everybody else is doing and trying to see what it looks like and what are people experiencing. And I'm all that stuff I'm describing, I'm seeing lots of smiles, lots of happy people, mm-hmm. you know, lots of talking before and after the workout and great coaching. And, you know, it's really cool, you know, so it's it's already rewarding, but I'd like to see us build it out and make it bigger. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's great. So, and then, you know, all the prestige of being an affiliate owner, like getting oh, to yeah. cl- unclog toilets and scrub <laughs> floors and buy chalk, <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. All the fun stuff. Nobody so. talks about all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's the fun stuff, you know. Well, like, yeah, we were just doing work out of there on Sunday, and I get on the rower, and it, it doesn't work. The monitors work, and I'm like, yeah, I mm-hmm. yell at Jen. I'm like, who buys this crappy equipment? <laughs> What's going on here? He's like, this is your gym, John. I'm like, what the hell? Like, before I just yell at you, now I got to actually do something about this shit. Uh huh. Um, we have a rower at our gym that's been broken for a while, and um, oh my god, there's like a sign on it that says like, uh, sad and broken. Someone just like wrote it on a piece of paper and stuck right. it on. And then someone went up to the sign and wrote, same rower, same. <laughs> yeah, same rower, same. <laughs> Sad yeah, and broken. Well, we, have, uh, we have a couple of assault bikes that have more KT tape on them than a master's athlete. Like it's ridiculous. They are all taped up. I, I've told Jen, I'm like, we got to replace some of these bikes, man. They are in bad yeah. shape and it's not a good look, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, after the recession. Well, I mean, you know, the, the recession's a real thing. I'm I know. like, yeah. I'm telling you, like, you know, we spent a lot of time talking to analysts and getting info on what's going on. And I've, I can read the tea leaves. Like I see what our budget looks like for this year and what they're asking us to sell. And, and, uh, it's a very real thing. So it's, you know, I'm, I mean, personally, I mean, I'll be as real as I can be here. Like I'm putting money into savings to make sure Meg has zero issues with college and I don't have to dip into credit and anything else. Like any money I can put away right now, I'm putting away as opposed to buying more guitars. (laughs) You know, it's like. Yeah, I would be doing that if my house wasn't a money pit. Well, that's okay too. I mean, look, everyone's at different stages of their lives. I mean, I think that's, you know, I don't. I don't think this is going to be a ridiculous recession like, you know, we maybe saw in 2008 when the housing yeah. bubble burst, but it's enough that I think I'm just going to pause for a bit and say, hey, let's give it a few months and see what happens to interest rates, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But Ugh, God, adulting is so hard. It sucks. Yeah. I don't like it. Oh, can I tell you one more goal that I'm going to work on this year? Yes. I'm cool. going to work on prioritizing sleep. Oh, that's a good one. I've gotten good at yeah. that. I know I could really use some advice because 
I just, I, I have got to get out of the mindset of like, oh, it's 9.30. I can watch another episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. I need to like at nine be like, all right, I need to start moving toward bed so that at 9.30 I can be in my bed. And I would love to get back into the habit of just like opening a book for a few minutes instead of scrolling on my phone right before I shut my eyes. So that's what I say, but it's been tough, especially over break, right? right? When I was like not doing a lot of work and we were kind of home and the trees are on and the fires are going. You just want to like sit in the living room and watch something for a while. It's, it's really hard to peel yourself off the couch and go to bed. Here you go. Top three tips for better sleep. Bring it on. Top three tips (laughs) for better sleep, no divorce and (laughs) Tex-Mex. I I can't vouch for Tex-Mex, but I can talk about sleep. We talk about this. Tom and I talk about this all the time. Tom's partner in the gym. He's a doctor. He's CrossFit doctor. He rails about this shit and I, he's going to yell at me because I'm going to get some of it wrong. Uh, the first thing he would tell you is morning sun. Get up in the morning. Yeah, I know. Get morning sun. Matt now, and you, the baby do this. They do it yeah, together. So you don't have to have, as an example, you don't have to go outside. You could get a UV light. So you could buy an alarm clock that's UV light, but you need to get 15 minutes or so of morning sun. You're going to reset those rhythms in your body that's going to tell you to go to sleep earlier at the end of the day. It's important to get morning sun. I'm not really good at the morning sun thing. I'm just going to give you full disclosure. It's not my jam. Tom swears by it. He also goes outside with his shirt off when it's cold out. You don't have to do that, Nikki, but he swears by that too. Um, maybe so I think those are from the nips. Yeah, maybe. Um, you might sleep. Matt probably wouldn't. So you could. <laughs> um, the other thing is you got to cut off caffeine early enough in the day that it's not going to impact you. That's usually around noon or two, no later okay. than two. But you got to cut off caffeine relatively early. Okay. Um, that's important. You need a consistent bedtime. I know you're going to hate that, Ooh. but you need a consistent. And I've started doing this and I found it like it, it makes a huge difference. If you have one bedtime that you go to every single night, your body gets in a rhythm when it knows you get yeah. your morning sun and that, that bedtime it's like, What's all right, your bedtime? I'm going to sleep about nine 30. Okay. Or so right now, well, it's what's actually, your, what's, what time do you wake up? Um, it depends. Lately, I've been trying to wake up around 8 a.m. Yeah. But, but on the days I work, uh, it's usually more like seven. Yeah. Yeah. So That's okay. Like, so I can do that. 10 to seven is a really good window for me. If I can be in bed by 9 30, asleep by 10, wake up at seven, that's like, that's a lot for me. Yeah. That's kind of where, that's exactly where I want to be. Um, you have to get seven hours or more. Okay. That's, that's the key. Like you got to find, you know, and, and then I also, you know, there, there's some supplements that will help. Like I take third Z. They do not sponsor this podcast. They do sponsor my other one, full disclosure. Uh, I have a code. If anybody wants it, I give it to you later. But, um, but I swear by it. it's got magnesium in it, which for me is like yep. kind of the big thing I, I need at night to help me sleep. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I do not take melatonin. Too. I don't take that at all. Um, but magnesium helps me, zinc helps me. Like, you know, there are some supplements that will, that you kind of need to. Yeah. I'm on a solid supplement routine. Matt's got me on all the things. Yep. Um, um and then outside of that, I'm going to work on. Yeah. Outside of that, like, you know, there are a few other things you could look at, like, you know, how late you're eating before you go to bed. But for me, like the two big ones for me, I think are important are regular bedtime, no caffeine. And the third one would be morning sun. Like you can yeah. do those. That, that's where I would start. Probably the only other thing I would tell you that, that I've also done this is you have to have a sleep zone 
Like my bedroom is dark AF. Like I've got yeah. the blackout curtains, yep. blackout blinds, um, super comfy. Like I went all in on the bed, perform a sleep bed, not sponsored also. Yeah. Yep. Um, Mac got me a really bougie yeah, eye mask for Christmas. It's like yeah, real bougie. Like, it's got like pillows right around your eyes and we have blackout yeah. curtains and we have, I have all the things like I am well prepared. I just need to get my ass into bed. Oh, here's the other and one. Like, Here we go. Allie Jean's coming in, uh, reminding me you got to work yes. on not sitting on your phone or laptop in bed. Uh, Tom would yes. tell you, you got to cut that off an hour or so before you go to bed. Like they, most people read and that's okay. You got to get rid of the blue light computers, yeah. uh, laptops, phones ipads whatever ditch them but ali jean is right like this is absolutely my crutch is like i get into bed and i want to scroll because like it's how i relax and shut my brain off and i don't really have a ton of time during the day and it's fun and that is totally it kills me because i will scroll for like 20 minutes now i'm like half an hour past the time that i really wanted to go to bed and like my sleep is so broken it's awful. It's been, it's been, you know, almost a year and a half of not sleeping more than three to four hours at a time because the baby still wakes up one to two times a night, which we are also working on and I'm working on night weaning. And that's like a whole nother thing. I could do another hour on it. But like the reality is like, I haven't slept in a year and a half. Just and give it's- Benadryl. It'll be fine. Don't do that. If, only, if that worked, I would do it don't every do night. That. I thought about doing it on the flight down to Miami because I don't yeah. know how I'm going to fly with a toddler. Now that he runs, uh, he does not sit still and I am screwed. It, the other thing you got to cut out at night is alcohol. And I'm a bad example of that tonight, but it, it will absolutely hurt your sleep. I'm not going to get Doesn't much sleep in Miami. Like, oh, yeah. It sometimes makes me, it sometimes helps me fall asleep. Well, yeah, it does. And it will, it will knock you out, but what it's killing is REM sleep. So I don't know the exact science behind this, but I was just reading something on the other day. So if everyone's got, so someone that knows either come in the comments or just forgive Send me for getting message. it wrong, but let's just say I'm going to use a bad example. If you're not drinking, you're going to get two to three hours of REM sleep a night. So I'm thinking it's like two, if I remember right. If you drink, depending on how many you have, if you have like one drink, you have an hour. If you have two drinks or more, it's like 15 minutes. No shit. And it's that REM sleep that makes you recover. That's where all the magic happens. And that's why alcohol is so bad. It's like I'm giving up my REM sleep tonight for this one drink. Um, but that's the key, you know, and that's why alcohol is bad. It like it shuts off those, you know, the things yeah. that are firing in your head that you need to recover, shuts it off. It's not, it's not a good thing. I know. I guess I just sometimes it depends on what your particular like crux is. And sometimes for me, most of the time for me, it's falling asleep. And so sometimes I feel like it helps me actually fall asleep versus just like lay there with my eyes shut being like fall asleep, fall asleep, fall asleep for like an hour. I think this is a good example of what we're talking about earlier, though, about consistency. Like, you know, we all you, me, all of us would beat ourselves up going, oh, I don't sleep well. Whereas if you could just go from. I don't know how many hours you're getting a night now, but let's say you're getting five or six. If you could inch that up to six to seven for a while and then inch it up from seven to eight, it's no different than all the other stuff we do in the gym. And that's what I've had to do. Like I was sleeping arguably five, five and a half hours a night. And now I'm closer to seven or eight, but it's taken me a year to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I don't know why we don't give ourselves that grace. We do it in the gym. You don't expect to come in and, and squat 200 more pounds than you did yesterday, 
But like, for some reason, it's like, if you're not in bed for eight hours, you're all of a sudden like, well, screw it. And tonight's shot, you know? Oh, this is, this is why Megan Moran came in and said, season three, Jack Ryan, no sleep this no week. Sleep and this week. Right. Totally right. That's a great show. Um, <laughs> totally great show, but you're right. Like we don't yeah. give ourselves that grace and we should, no. you know, yeah, so give should. yourself some grace and don't, you know, the, the reality is, is you're in a different season right now, Nikki, like my kids sleep 24 seven. They're college Jealous. students. Like they are always sleeping. It's so like, I have that advantage. Your baby's not sleeping. Like there's nothing you can do about it. So yeah. I don't know. You just, maybe you just go, all right, you do the best you can for the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I can do about it is I can get myself to bed earlier because I know that my sleep is going to be broken and I haven't oh. been doing that. So that's kind of, that's on my list. That's on my goal list. My to-do list for 2023 is just like, inch my way into bed sooner because I know that um, I'm probably not going to be in bed for eight hours without moving. So do you have any podcast goals for the year? Anything you want me working on or you think we should do? Mm, I, I haven't really thought about it. My gut, my just like gut reaction when you asked me that is just keep on keeping on because I feel like we've, I don't know, we've got like great listeners and a wonderful community and I want to just keep serving that. Um, but then if I really sat down and thought about it, I bet I could come up with a whole bunch of like growth ideas or sponsor ideas or guest ideas or whatever, but I would love to hear from the people listening. Yeah. I think like. for me, um, I'd like, I want to hear from more people what they're looking for. I, um, I don't care about sponsor ideas. Like sponsors are great if we get them, if we don't, whatever. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love sponsors. And I love making money. So if anyone wants to throw some money at me, feel free. But, um, Yes, I'm available to receive money. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep my exact same. Uh, I was actually did a call right before this with someone who wants me to do some sponsorship stuff with them, and um, I said to the guy, "I don't sponsor anyone that I don't use their product. Like mm -hmm. that's my thing. Like, and I'm always going to keep to that. I will not put my name on anything or recommend a single product that I don't use myself. So that's my only commitment around sponsors. Yeah. We've um, always done that on this show too. Yeah. We've always, anyone who's ever approached us, we've been like, well, send us your thing and we'll try it. And if we like it, yeah. then yeah, let's talk. I just like to see us do, you know, uh, someone came, Allie came in here and said more focus on the female. I want to see more <gasps> yes. of that. I want to bring that back. I'm so excited. Um, I want to see more of that. I want to be a part of that though. I, I like, I, cause I like those conversations. I want, because I, I learn from them. So I, um, so I, but I guess my point is I just like to see us do more, um, hard hitting isn't the right term, but just maybe a deeper dive into people's psyches and what makes them tick outside of CrossFit. And that's why yeah. I focused on female school. Cause you like, I, you know, I had this big debate with someone this week about calling a woman angry and is that misogynistic and sexist or is, you know, or what's the basis behind it? And I think that's an interesting topic for a different podcast, a different time, you know, that's great on that episode, you know, to hear from women, like, what does that mean to you when someone calls you angry? <laughs> you know, does it piss you off or is it sexist or is it legit? You know, like those are good conversations to have that I don't hear on other shows, you know? Yeah. So I like to see us do more of that. And uh, yeah, for sure. And, and there are, there are so many like 
females in females in sport topics that I had like lined up with people before the end of the year got so crazy that I definitely want to bring back per the suggestions of a lot of listeners. Um, and I will work on scheduling those for this year, which I'm super excited about, but there was a lot of like training as a woman, as you get older and a lot of like, you know, stuff specifically related to what happens to your body during pregnancy, after pregnancy, and how you can continue to train and recover and not just CrossFit, but just be athletic and be alive, you know? Well, like even our last episode when we had, um, you know, uh, the strong enough, um, Ashley was on yeah. for the movie and you guys started talking about sports bras and I'm like, I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't know this was totally. a problem. You know, like, I think those are interesting topics to hear about. I like to have more adaptive athletes on mm-hmm. um, and, and hear their stories because I think they have really interesting reasons as to why they do CrossFit. Um, I'd like to hear from more affiliate owners um, selfishly, you know, just to steal from them. And, and really? I also think they have interesting stories and just more everyday people and some athletes, obviously. You know, I have Danny back on because we've got to have a whole F-bomb session every now and then. But um <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. and also I would love to hear from more people within HQ itself. Um, because mm-hmm. you know, from the horse's mouth, like what is happening? What are you guys working on? What's coming down the pipeline? How is it gonna benefit the affiliate side of things, the competitive side of things? I w- I would love to know from them. Well, we can work that out pretty easily. Yeah. I uh I actually um since I bought the affiliate, I've heard from more people within HQ than I ever thought I would, like in cool. different groups. So it'd be fun to have some of them on. Uh, Caleb came in and said, maybe Maddie Rogers. I would love to have Maddie Rogers on. Let me tell you why though, because she loves cats and John Mayer. And those are two of my favorite things. Oh, you know what? I love her is because she's so open about mental health. Yeah. Yeah, I would fangirl really hard. I her coach very well. Um, yeah, we had her coach on actually. Yeah. Amy. Yeah. Yeah. So we can, uh, yeah, we can get her on. I think I'll try. I'll do my best. Oh my God. I'd fangirl though. I'm a big fan. I like Same. her. Same. Good stuff. Anyway, so hopefully we'll have a big year. We'll, let's yeah. get past Wadapalooza first and then we'll work okay. it out. That's that. So, all right. Anything else? No, I'm going to go put myself in bed. I know. Yeah. I've kept you up past your bedtime. You should already be Apparently. in bed. So, that's good. All right. Well, this has been fun. And uh, there won't be a show next week on Tuesday because I'll be traveling. But we're going to do we're going to record two shows while we're in Wadapalooza from the podcast stage. I don't even know the times. We'll look it up. We'll figure it out. We'll have some guests. I don't even know who those people are going to be. Um, but we'll be there recording. We'll release those after Wadapalooza. But you'll see a lot of content. Nikki will be on the sidelines. I'll be competing uh, in the gauntlet. And we'll have some video and photos of that foolishness and uh, and the party. Lots of photos from that. Can't wait. I know. Super fun. All right. Awesome seeing you as always, Nikki. For everyone listening, uh, we love you guys and we'll catch up with you soon. Take care.